And before we get into the radio show for today, I just want to say that we will load the slides up into the slide player. So if you kind of follow around, we may not be exactly on cue, but you should be able to see pretty much what we were looking at and talking about as we go along. If you are interested in watching the video, you may go to my Kimberly McGeorge YouTube channel and it will be uploaded on there. I have also just begun a cryptozoology and paranormal channel under the Rebel Cryptozoologist and Paranormal Investigator, which of course is me. I will be trying to get to that this weekend and upload some really great discussions as well as I will probably put this interview on that channel as well or aspects of this interview on that channel. We will be interviewing people directly on that channel. So if you have any stories of the paranormal, if you have been an eyewitness to a UFO, an alien abduction, if you've been abducted, if you have questions about things that you have seen as a child, things that you have seen as an adult, if you are cryptozoologists, if you are interested in Dogman, in all those weird creatures um, that are running around out there that everybody says doesn't exist, if you have knowledge about around bases or experience in the military with secret programs, please contact me and we will make sure that your story gets heard if you'd like to and if you need help figuring it out, we'll help you with that as well. Also, if you have any pictures or videos, be sure to let me know about that and bring that along. I've created a patron for this channel. As, as you guys know, this is super time consuming, so I'd appreciate any amount of donations that you feel like throwing my way there so we can get this information out far and wide. I love you guys as always. Thank you for listening on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for listening on iTunes. Thank you for watching and subscribing to my YouTube channels. It's very important you subscribe to Kimberly McGeorge and to my new channel. I promise you guys are going to get some great 
great content. And as always, you can head on over to secrettoeverything.com. We're going to start uploading some really great free stuff and working some more on the website. It's been neglected because I've been so busy writing and preparing for some live events. As always, much love, much appreciation. You can get a hold of me by filling out the contact form on my website or contacting me at directly um, at support at KimberlyMcGeorge.com or drkimste at gmail.com. So on to the show. Welcome your comments. I hope you enjoy. So welcome everyone to another edition of The Secret to Everything. And you guys get the video version. We don't always do a video version, but we have some wonderful slides. Hopefully I can figure out uh, how to get them up here in a second. I think I'll be okay, but you never know. Uh, so we will um, be talking to our guests in a few minutes, and it's a favorite subject of many of you. It's cryptozoology. It's, oh, well, I've never talked to him really on this level, so I don't know if we're going to go into dogman stuff, but we'll certainly ask the questions. We'll certainly ask the dogman questions. We'll certainly ask the um, challenging questions and the interesting questions, but um, we will be introducing you to our guests. We also have our beautiful and amazing co-host who's looking younger by the day, of course, because she takes secret to everything classes, I'm sure, uh, Miss Karen Foley, and she said it's storming in Ohio right now, but say hi, Karen. Hello, good to see you again tonight, Dr. Kimberly. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, and since Karen's younger, I'm going to leave her on the screen. <laughs> she looks younger. She's good face of secret to everything. But before we delve into all things, um, and I don't know how you refer to them, Daniel, uh, some people get very offended when we call them Bigfoot, some people get very offended when we call them Sasquatch, and um, some people insist we have to call them forest people. So whatever you call them, we'll be delving in. Uh, yeah, you'll, uh, yeah, you'll probably actually hear me refer to them as actually probably going back as both of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, I wanted to... Yeah. Uh, really briefly talk about the energy right now and everybody's been complaining about the energy but i want to let everybody know we are in kind of an energy bubble right now and that energy bubble is not necessarily positive we just came through a really rocky planetary alignment we're still kind of in the middle of it things will get better things will get lighter in about five to seven days so keep breathing keep riding the wave and you will come out the other end i swear karen everybody's been calling me everybody my kids are freaking out. My clients are, I don't know about you, but everybody's freaking out, even about like everything and nothing, it seems like. Have you observed that? Yes, and, and today I actually like made myself go outside and play. I went to the Ohio State Fair um, just to do something different and kind of get out of all of that. That's smart. So there you've got it. From the mouth of Karen Foley, when you are stressed, when the energy bubble is bad, Get out and go to the fair. Although we won't say what fair you went to, Karen. So um, anyway, I'm going to have you introduce yourself, um, Daniel. If that's okay, why don't you start out by telling us how the heck did you start this group? Why did you name it? What you did? Uh, what was your first um, interest? Kind of walk us through your whole journey to get to where you are now. All right. Uh, yeah, you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, you sound good. Okay, great, great. Well, all right. Well, let's see. Um, you know, I know many other people. As far as social media goes, uh, you know, I haven't always been on social media. Um, 
uh, you know, back several years ago when I actually actually got you know involved with this, I didn't realize how many people actually were. Um, you know, I was pretty much solo. I was you know independent by myself. Or, you know, I didn't have no affiliation with nobody. Uh, again, for one thing, I had no clue that there was that many people involved. So I got on social media and made a few minor discoveries and kind of shocked me. Uh, so you know, um, you know. I kind of took advantage of exploring the social media later on, and but let me back up a little bit here. Um, you know, and I think it's safe to say that what uh, you know, my interest, the worst part of my interest, I think a lot of people could associate and relate to, is the famous 1967 uh, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin footage. And uh, you know, I've seen that video footage so many times. You know, but you know, it was the one time I was watching Bill Munz, he's a graphic uh, artist analysis. And, you know, watching him and, and the documentary that involved with him, um, you know, something about that documentary and, and with the way Bill Munns was analyzing that footage, and, you know, of, of the alleged female Sasquatch walking across the you know dry riverbed and uh, down in Bluff, Bluff Creek. Well, you know, after watching that and listening to some of their points and views and how, you know, they just could not find anything false about it, you know. Even though there was a few claims that came about later on, you know, there's there's no evidence or proof, you know, to point towards really saying anything that make that subject, you know, or that whole situation a hoax. Um, and more and more evidence was actually pointing towards it being authentic. And and that there really, I don't know. I guess I think that's where the, that spark turned into a flame. And I was like, man, I got to you know, look into this, and, you know, I was like, this is good stuff, <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I get involved, I start doing some, you know, research, you know, online, you know, see what, see what's going on with the subject of Bigfoot, you know, and, and um, so, you know, I, I started doing some digging, you know, I was like, you know what, um, at that time, I had so much, uh, you know, energy, enthusiasm built up, I said, well, I'll look online later, I just want to get it in the woods, you know, so I, I got out in the woods more, and I tell you what, you talk about learning and hearing about the Roger Patterson footage, you know, and then going out in the woods, you know, I wasn't just walking in the woods anymore. I was, it seemed like everything opened up, you know, I was more alert to my surroundings and it, it you know, I was looking on the ground more. I wanted to find tracks. That's one thing I kept my focus on was the ground. And then, you know, learning later on that, you know, hey, um, Sasquatch may be responsible for some of these tree structures and these different formations that people are talking about. So I started looking around and observing them and, uh, you know, and I, I come across a lot of interesting things. However, you know, I had to, you know, watch myself, you know, because, you know, I was one of those few that, you know, they were quick to make assumptions and make uh, claims that everything was Bigfoot, you know. I was, being a, a newborn in this field, you know, Back then, I was, uh, like I said, I was quick to assume or jump on something. And um, I realized that was wrong. I said, you know, I wanted to keep it in my own word. I wanted to keep it logical. I wanted to keep it real. I was, you know, not everything can be related to a Sasquatch because, you know, we can't forget about, uh, you know, nature and weather and other animals, and you know, that live in the woods. So, but, you know, I still, you know, took my time to look things over and, try to build up and find more evidence. And, you know, again, more and more that I observed in the field, 
with my senses being more alert, more wide open, is when I started to come across a lot of different things. And um, so that's when I started doing my own document, uh, documenting my findings and trying to put pieces together, trying to do comparisons. And then that's where I jumped back to social media. Uh, I started finding other people that were involved, very heavily involved, and finding, you know, there were so many different thoughts and theories that were flooding social media, and I couldn't believe it. It kind of overwhelmed me, and I was like, well, I didn't, did, I, right then and there, I did not dismiss any of them. Um, I considered them. I kept them in the back of my mind. I make, I took notes of them. And, um, you know, one of the things is, oh, I want to see if there's any truth to any of these. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not no expert by any way, shape, or form. However, you know, doing enough digging and doing enough research, both in and out of the field, um, I actually come to realize that, you know, some of these statements, some of these opinions actually have some truth behind them. You know, some on the other hand, I'm not so sure. <laughs> um, you know, I've come a long way. Let me stop you there for a second because... Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of out of order, but um, I have my pulse pretty much on the finger of most things cryptozoology, and I know a lot of people that are the movers and shakers, old school and new school, as well in the field. And there seems to be a huge debate right now, speaking of um, different philosophies, about Dr. Um, Matthew Johnson. So I wanted to get, what's your take on uh, Dr. Matt Johnson? Which which end of the scale are you on as far as some of the things that he uh, shares and teaches? Well, um, in all honesty, I mean, um, I'll be totally honest. First of all, um, I've had very few minor chats and, you know, in the conversations with Dr. Matthew Johnson, um, you know, just not on anything of his related to his claims. Um, so, you know, before I go on on anything relating to his claims, um, I will say this: as far as him as a person, um, I have nothing against him whatsoever. He's, a, you know, he seems like a great guy, a very nice, outgoing guy. And but now, as far as jumping to his claims, <laughs> um, I know I, I, I laugh about it, but you know, it's just. Some of the things he has actually come forward with, um, I, I think, you know, anybody that even believes in what I call, what a lot of people refer to as the Lou, well, I think some of them even laughed at some of his claims, because I think they went a little too far with, you know, what they believe. But um, one of his claims, you know, talking about the portals and having beings coming out into the portals and, and this and that. Well, supposedly there was a couple others, and one of those individuals supposedly claimed they saw something. You know that went there to you know investigate. Of course, no one came forward to share the actual information. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Um, you know, and uh, you know, there's other claims where he said that Sasquatch has touched him in places where cured his um, prostate. You know, I mean, not to be blunt, but those kind of things. Like, uh, you know, I don't know about that. Um, I mean. Of course, a lot of people believe this aspect is not of this realm, you know. Um, you know, that's, uh, I guess that may be a whole different uh, subject right there. But, so, I mean, I guess if I have to, you know, where I stand on that, I, I guess if I have to be honest, I don't believe in it. However, I mean, if there was something that, lead, that was leaning towards evidence or something that supported that, you know, then I'll say, all right, I'll consider it, you know. But, uh. Yeah, as far as well, portals go, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. 
Okay, I was just going to mention, as far as portals go, um, I mean, according to science, like uh, NASA, for, uh, NASA uh, for example, they do not de deny uh, portals. They actually suggest and support that portals do exist, but of course not in the, not in the sense that, you know, what we hear on social media or on sci-fi, uh, there is different um, portals, you know, magnetic fields and other different demands, you know, um, that do between Earth and the sun and Earth and whatever, you know, and, and I mean, and these are not portals that, you know, like, again, not referring to sci-fi where we can step through them and become into a different galaxy or a different realm, but, you know, for, you know, NASA does speak about portals, wormholes, you know, that, that's, you know, um, but as far as, like, again, you know, I mean, so, you know, portals are real, and, you know, according to the scientific field, um, so I'm not going to say portals are not, so, I mean, if, if there's science, there's scientific evidence that supports that, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely go with it, <laughs> so. Right. And, you know, I like, you know what I like, Daniel? I like that you're open and that you're not definitively shutting the door on anything. You're just saying you haven't observed or experienced that or your group at this time has not observed, you know, or, or experienced that. Um, do you want to go ahead and walk, kind of go through the slideshow if I can get it up? Do you want to do that right now? Um, well, if you want, I have no view of it right now. Come on, so I'm actually going through my phone. I got my headset in my phone because my laptop's buried right now. I don't know if I'll <laughs> have a view of <laughs> Let me see if I can oh. get it up. Okay. Oh, yay. It looks like I will be able to. You never know. <laughs> okay, so we do have it here, and um, I've got your, um, your group, ECBRO is your group. All right. Um, Bigfoot, ape of another species. So I've got that. Ah, That's yeah. your first slide, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, if you want me to talk about that there, why I put that little picture together. Go ahead. Together. Go ahead uh, well, you know, oh, absolutely. Um, well, you know, if you, if you get into the, into the picture, you know, you have in, in the background, you have the actual famous footage of the uh, Roger Patterson uh, Bigfoot from 1967. Um, you know, I use that there for the setting, and then of course, if you look under the lower right hand corner, you have a gorilla. Now, you know, I'm not saying Bigfoot's a gorilla either. <laughs> um, and you know, that's one thing I've had people have issues or confusions with some of the things I spoke about before, you know, as far as my comparison between Bigfoot and our known primates. I do a lot of comparisons between the two, uh, especially mainly for behaviors and other similarities. Um, and however, I want to clarify that I'm not referring, we're not, I'm not making a statement that Bigfoot is one of our known primates because that's definitely pretty obvious that he's not. <laughs> um, well, you know, and, and again, this is just my opinion and my opinion on what I believe is based off of observations and some of my research. Now, I know many others in the field have their own viewpoints. Uh, some actually just believe, just to believe, not to have anything to support their belief, but just uh, from observations and uh, a lot of, you know, like I said, a lot of behaviors uh, that are observed and witnessed, um, a Sasquatch Bigfoot has very similarities to a known primate, all their the common behaviors um, that they do. Now, you know, Bigfoot, you know, they, they're, they're observed being bipedal. A majority of the time, um, when there's when they're sighted, um, 
you know, of course, people say, well, just because, you know, they're hairy, just because they're hairy doesn't make them not a human. People refer to them as humans, you know, saying they're a type of people, you know. Um, that's very possible. But, you know, I mean, the thing is, people deny that they're primates. Well, according to science, we're primates, too. <laughs> we're human primates. Um, and then, of course, you know, a gorilla, a chimpanzee, a vulnerable, a biliate, so forth. You know, those are all non-human primates. And people don't realize that, okay, you got non-human primates and you got human primates. Now, I believe totally that they are a primate in between, somewhere along the line, they're something of their own species. Um, you know, they have similarities from both, you know, and characteristics from both sides. Um, you know, if we're, if we're judging from observations, you know, descriptions from other eyewitnesses, and, you know, their feet, yeah, their feet look very human. Um, not all of them. According to the tracks found out out west and everything, some of the tracks uh, look very primate-like. Uh, some of them have deformities. Um, some of them are not always pretty looking, but people draw up and have pictures of them online. You know, they're not always that perfect looking um, track. I know because I've come across a lot of tracks that they're not. They're far from perfect. <laughs> uh, I have been fortunate to come across some very, very real clean looking tracks. And that's very rare for me to come across something like that. You know, as much as I look at it, as much as I'm observing to find these tracks, I mean, I've been pretty fortunate to come across some of the evidence I have. But, uh, so, yeah, again, that comes down to me believing and stating that I believe Bigfoot is a primate, but a primate of their own, you know, of their own kind. So, or a species of their own kind, you know, along the primate field. So, Daniel, do you live in a what we with what I would consider a, a habitation site? Do you live, uh, you know, among uh, these creatures or these people? Um, on your property or close by to you? Um, yeah, it's close by. Um, I'm, the location where I'm located at here, um, well, as far as my home, I'm in the Shenandoah Valley, which is uh, here in Augusta County in the state of Virginia. Um, and, of course, surrounding us, we have Blue Ridge Parkway. We have the Allegheny Mountains uh, right here in the Shenandoah Valley. I'm pretty much well surrounded here in the valley. And uh, I mean, we're surrounded by, uh, again, we're, we're pretty much Inassailable is quoted by uh, Mr. Frank Kenny I once associated with, and uh, yeah, it's one thing he always said: "Well, we live in a giant salable." So, um, <laughs> which you know we actually kind of do if you think about it. I mean, we're down in the center of a bowl, you know, and you, you know you got the Shenandoah National Park over on one side, and over 130,000 acres um, of the George Washington National Forest. Wow. That connects into other forests that run into wow. West Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia. Over, yeah. Okay. That's right. Okay. You convinced me. You live in a habitation area. <laughs> I yeah. award you habitation site. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry if I can go on too long. <laughs> Walk us through this picture with you pointing at the uh, a man, and there's these two hairy figures on the screen. Walk us through this picture. What is it now? I'll repeat that one more time. Pointing, there's two hairy figures and a man, and you're pointing to the your hands. Oh. Uh, yeah, that in that picture there, I was actually uh, pointing out um, there was part of a uh, a presentation at one of our uh, seminar, one of our local seminars we had at the Waynesboro Public Library. Um, uh, probably, I believe in that particular moment, um, it was actually, at that point, it was the gentleman that was giving the seminar with me, 
Mr. Michael Cook out of uh, Cook Cryptic Research out of Kentucky. Um, he was actually doing his presentation, and uh, there was something I actually jumped in to share. Uh, he allowed me to jump in and share and make a point. You know, I was actually, in that one particular uh, scene, uh, picture right there, I was actually referring to uh, reported descriptions, and I was actually going on talking about the comparison, you know, really between, uh, you know, a human to a non-human, you know, and, and discussing the descriptions of a Sasquatch. In that one particular scene, that's what was going on in there. Is so. this a white one, or what is the difference between these two figures? Uh... No, actually, they're not really uh, completely that different, really. Um, yeah, they're just, uh, they're just. Uh, I think it was, it was more in that one. There was a height comparison. Yeah, it's what that picture was actually okay. used for. But I was actually using it for a description. So. Got it. Okay, I'm gonna move on. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Really, really big, nice, clear footprint in the mud. Is that the uh, one with the water in it? Yeah, it has water in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the one, yeah, that was last year, earlier last year, and uh, that was one of my favorite ones, because I found other ones very similar to that one, uh, not far from there. Uh, that one was found, that was actually around 19 inches, by the way, and... Really? Wow. Yeah, that, yeah, 19 inches, absolutely. And, um, yeah, now where that was found at was actually a location that I've been gathering some information, people started sharing, um... Uh, pictures of tracks um i had these young, young group of guys that were in you know that were riding through my main research area and you know they at the time i was driving a chevy blazer and they saw my decals and uh they came by and they pulled out their phone and showed me some pictures and wow. yeah these were like monster sized track it was a trackway in the snow i mean you could see it so good and uh they shared the location with me i said you gotta be kidding me that's <laughs> like there's been, there, apparently there's a lot of activity up there. And then I had a old timer uh, buddy of mine that I, you know, um, used to work with me. Well, he's like, Daniel, I know that area. I can't there. I've been camping there for years. And I said, well, I said, you got to take me there. I, I need to know this area. You know, I said, there's something going on up there. And then, you know, he said, all right. He said, well, eventually when we get time, we'll do it, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, well, before I had a chance to get up there, a couple of weeks went by, and again, this is back when I worked with him, he, he came up to me and he said, Daniel, he said, something happened up there recently. I said, what? He said, I was camping, and while I was camping, there was a young couple that were leaving out from being, you know, they must have been camping, and they saw, they saw that I was, you know, this is him telling the story, he said, I, they saw that I was camping, and they came over to me, I guess they felt like they had to come warn me about what had happened to them, and, uh, I, wherever their campsite was, um, apparently there was a hill on one side, and they had these very large stones, I mean, bigger than softballs, come flying into their camp. Oh, wow. And they heard, yeah, and they heard these screams. Well, you know, after they left, he said he went over there to investigate, you know, where, he, where they said they were. And he said he went up there, and he, yeah, he saw the hill, he worked his way up the hill, he got so far up till he found where stones were. He said, you can see a layout of stones. Uh, and this was actually, keep in mind, there was actually a high tension uh, run through this forest here. And this was uh, right on the, close to the border of West Virginia. And, uh, yeah, he said he saw there were some stones that were misplaced 
And and he, you know, just, you know, this, keep in mind, this guy's a skeptic, too. This guy is, a, you know, a pretty objective a skeptic. And um, he just shot, you know, for, for shits and giggles, he grabbed one of the stones and he wanted to see how far he could throw one. Well, he threw it pretty hard, and he said, with, with all his might, he said, it didn't even reach about barely halfway towards where those, uh, that couple was camping at. Well, not long of investigating the location, he he told me he heard a scream himself. It wasn't that close, but it wasn't too far either. He said, Daniel, the stretching of that scream, he said, his, his exact words were, it sounded like a freaking Loki. I said, what? So, <laughs> so, you know, I was like, all right, I made an appointment a weekend, about two weeks later when I had time. I went by his house and showed up. I said, look, you need to take me there. I know it's not far from here. Well, you live. you got to take me there. Well, he ended up packing this stuff up. He ended up going camping with me. So, you know, that was the first time I got to visit that location. Um, you know, wow. and then I've had, yeah, I've had reports from hunters claiming to see uh, Bigfoot up there. So, I mean, and these hunters were bear hunters. So what they saw, what they were claiming, I, oh, yeah. Okay. And these, yeah, these guys would know if it was a bear or not. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, wow, that's yeah. Great story. So this footprint is from that location? Yes. Yep. Down the bottom of a hollow there. So. I love that. And you you actually found this? Is this your picture? What's that? Yeah, that is, yeah, that picture is mine, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. That's a great picture. That's like, I think that might be the most perfect print I've ever seen. That is a great print. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I, I got a couple more uh, where you can still see them pretty well. Uh, they're not wet like that one, but I got some other ones. I did When I was finding pictures for you guys, I, I think I found the, uh, the most uh, accessible ones right offhand. <laughs> yeah, so. that's, that's unmistakable. Okay, so the next one looks like a tree um, structure, which, I mean, I know what that means, but would you please explain... Um, about tree structures and about this picture. I right, um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I can't remember what picture I, I shared with you guys. But really, really nice um, X cross, like three or four X's in a middle of a like double tree. Okay. Um, all right. Well, structures in general, and now. So I'm gonna let me say this before I try to explain my opinion on uh, you know and my belief on structures and different formations. Um, you know, one thing don't for anyone listening, don't take my word for this. Do your own research, you know, and, and do your digging. But you know, there's certain forms of structures I believe that um, have specific representation. You know, we got anywhere from territorial uh, dominance. And, you know, just simple markers, territorial markers, uh, you know, guidance for, you know, maybe other, you know, younger adolescents, you know, juvies and so forth. Um, you know, now if we compare, if we, again, this is back where, this is where I, some, some of my studies where I compare research, uh, you know, and the behaviors from our known primates. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, anywhere from certain tree breaks, you know, um, you know, tree breaks or something. Those are signs. Those are all signs of dominance from a, uh, a primate. Um, you know, and primates do some crazy things. Some of them that even science today does not know why they do what they do. Um, you, they're not sure. You know, 
uh, like rock throwing and rock piling up against trees. Um, you know, people are finding that here in the United States, in our own country. They, you know, it, it baffles all of us, but it's cool to find stuff like that. You know, it's, especially if we can rule out if a man, you know, a human did it. But, um, so yeah, it's, uh, they all, structures, they're all very, um, I'm, you know, and not all structures fascinate me. The ones that fascinate me the most are teepee-type structures or, you know, trees that have been, like, seriously woven together that have not grown that way, that were actually forced and put together, uh, forming, you know, different X's and some of them twisting. Like, if you look on, if you go on my Facebook page right now, look at my cover photo on my Facebook, that was a very recent finding because I had something happen there very recently where I was investigating into this new area. But where there was been a lot of sightings in the outside surrounding area. Well, I wanted to go check out this trail that leads up to a Jeep trail, and I was like, I gotta go check this out. Well, I went down and I, you know, had, you know, caught some pretty cool stuff there. But, but yeah, as far as structures go, um, I, again, they can all vary, especially if you come across X's. A lot of people believe X's are, you know, more or less saying don't trespass here. Um, you know, I believe, I mean, that's, I believe they could have some truth to it. Um, I believe X's that are, you know, made by them are believed to be, in my opinion, um, a sign of that there's a dominant figure in this area, you know, be warned, you know, let it be known there's a dominant figure here. Uh, again, I guess I can relate to the don't trespass, you know, so, yeah. So, um. Okay. Oh, here's another one. This is more of a TP one. Okay. So, about the teepee more ones like this one looks like more of a actual tent type of structure okay um yeah it's the one i'm thinking about because i know there's quite a few i come across uh i'm sure like yeah <laughs> um yeah i guess those are one one of the ones that one of the few that blow my mind uh they really do because when you know if you take the time to look at some of these you know, yeah, some of you walk up, you know, especially you got a skeptic or a non-believer. You can like, walk up to it. Well, how do you know somebody else wasn't here playing around doing this? I said, but, you know, you got the figure. I mean, look where it's at, you know. I mean, even if I was to take the time to go over there and do it, it would take me a little while, you know. But, yeah, yeah again, you can't rule out people doing it, um, you know. And I'll, I'll kind of explain why people do it. I don't know why, but, uh, you know. Over in the George Washington National Forest, if you take the time to explore, you'll be surprised what you do come across, you know. Um, I've had big, almost logs. I wouldn't quite call them logs, but they were very big and round, and they weren't, they, they were put together, all supporting each other at the top. Um, then you got some structures that crisscross, they actually look like the formation of an actual teepee. And, I mean, they could be anywhere from three to several more uh, trees and sticks you know, forming together. Um, and, and a lot of these, I don't believe they are shelters or anything. I believe some of them could be possibly um, the start of a temporary shelter, like a, almost like an ambush location, you know. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, now, as far as ambush stuff, you know, I do it, I have a different, you know, thing on ambush. I wouldn't quite say ambush, but, you know, but then again, it could be a simple hiding spot, you know, but, I, I really can't make a clear statement on that, but, you know, there can be different, you know, right now at this point, all different theories all count. <laughs> yeah, I understand so. that. Daniel, I have a so. question. I have a question for Go you. Ahead. Um, when, when you come across any of these things and you come back, do you ever, like, 
um, leave a gifting of anything for them? Uh, that, yeah, that's a good question. I, uh, on some rare occasions, I actually have. Um, you know, and I'll tell you, I try not to use food if all possible. Uh, and there's a, good re- a couple good reasons for that. Uh, well, unless there's a trail camera set up there and you actually catch exactly what it was, you know, you can't say a Sasquatch took your food. Because, especially depending on what you leave, there's so many other critters out there. I mean, scavengers that eat almost anything that's around. Um, so, you know, and then the other thing is a lot of people like leaving peanut butter. Well, two things about peanut butter. Bears love it. And bears will jump on that in a heartbeat. The other thing is, we don't know if animals, wildlife, have certain allergies and reactions to some of the hard uh, processed human food. So, you know, you, you got to consider you'd be harming wildlife, you know, instead of trying to play guessing games if a Sasquatch is taking it, you know? So, <laughs> you know? You're the first I've heard say that. That's really, uh, I think that's a really great point. I've never heard anybody say that before. Thank you for saying that about other being courteous, you know, not being so blind in your focus on, you know, figuring this this uh, being out, you know, that you harm other creatures. So thank you for saying that. I like that. Oh, absolutely. Um, now, some things I like to play around, and I've had others try these things. They gave me the idea to try it. But sometimes uh, I've actually tried to build my own structures, and try, I try to use what's available laying around on the ground, like different trees, uh, sticks, and stuff, to build my own, like, teepee-type structures. And I'm going to be honest with you, you know, some of the ones I have tried to put together, you know, weren't really put together too well. I mean, I'm mean, here I am trying to take the time to do it, you know, make it look nice, you know, and then I try to put them in areas where I do have trail cameras, because I want to see if something is messing with it, something. You know, I've heard people say they put in a simple stick up against a tree, leaning it, and they returned about a week or two later, and they had several more joined by it, which I find those things very interesting. But, you know, I mean, I've never had no luck, you know, with anything happening to mine. Um, but one of the last uh, TPs I tried to build, he got blown over it, because, you know, again, it wasn't well, you know, Form, uh, format. It wasn't gra- well grounded, you know. I mean, they were. I, I thought they were good at the top, but <laughs> they didn't stay up. I, we had some storms that came through there while I was gone, and all well, that. You know, that took care of that. <laughs> so you're hilarious because uh, you're not a Sasquatch, Daniel. No matter how much you want to be one, you are not a Sasquatch. You have to all remember that we're not Sasquatch. Um, well, you know. They do call me Sasquatch at work, though. Oh, I bet they do. I bet they do that. Absolutely. Um, okay, yeah. so our next picture has your beautiful copyright on it, and it has a bunch of foot casts. Tell us what a foot cast is and what this uh, what this picture is. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I do remember one I shared with you. Um, now that one there, that's just one of uh, that's one display of many that I've had throughout the years for my collections and. Uh, the one in that particular picture was actually from early of, I want to say, uh, I hope I'm not getting this mixed up, September of last year. Uh, wow. One of our outings. Yeah, that was from one of our outings. And um, now, wait a minute, I have to back up. That was actually a year before that, 2015. So, yeah, two years ago. That was during one of our outings, but back in 2015. Um, those particular tracks were actually found around one of my, of my main camp area. Um, uh-huh. Those tracks, 
Yeah, one uh, one of those big large tracks were actually from down behind where I camp. One of the other ones were found uh, across the forest road. Directly, if you follow, if you make a, a line between the two large tracks I got in that picture, uh, they actually almost make a straight line. And, you know, they're, you know, probably over, you know, maybe 500 yards, if maybe it's that. But uh, then there was another big track in that picture that was found uh, um, on the opposite side of the forest road, but up, up the opposite direction. Um, and then, of course, you get some smaller tracks in that photo. Yeah, those ones are, yeah, those were around about 12, 13 inches. And, you know, of course, being, you know, a camp area, you think, okay, those are probably humans. Well, they weren't found in the camp area. They were found over on the other side of, of a briar thicket, you know, close to the river. And there was, uh, there was actually four, you know, I actually, I don't think I shared that picture with you, but there was actually a picture of those tracks before I cast it. I took a dry plaster, and this is one thing I used. If I, if I see a, a trackway or if I see some tracks, what I do, I'll take dry plaster and sprinkle it in the track, the, the shape of the, uh, the track. So I could, you know, if you take pictures of tracks and impressions, they're not going to show up too well on the camera. You know, right. especially depending on this type of soil, people don't realize they don't do no justice. Because I get people sharing stuff with me all the time. I was like, no, I'm not really seeing it. I got I to visualize it, you know. Because, you know, I know me of all people understand that yeah, pictures don't do no justice when it comes to showing tracks and impression. Some of them, yeah, it, depending on the soil. The soil, it, it all plays a key role on, you know, is it clear, is it soft? I mean, I mean, what kind of debris are you on there, leaf litter, pine litter, whatever. But, um, yeah, some of them are pretty obvious, you know. Um, so, yeah, um, they do work that area around my main general camp area. And, of course, you know, there's plenty of all the, there's all the sources there for them, streams, rivers. Um, they all run into the uh, the lake out there. Um, you know, there's tons of other wildlife. You know, a lot of people believe that they eat deer. You know, for me, you know, and I believe that. I believe that's a good possibility. Um, and you know, so and you know, they're on. I believe they're omnivores. You know, and I another thing, I compare their diet to bears. And you know, a lot of people are like, well, what do you mean? Well, bears, their diet is you know pretty much it. Uh, 80% vegetarian and 20% uh, meat. So now our Sasquatch, I believe it's a little bit of, a, I believe it may be quite the opposite. You know, I believe their diet is, you know, consists more meat versus it does vegetarian. But I guess it depends on what's available to them, too. So, sure. But, yeah. So this is a, I like your knife in this picture. You have an 8-inch cast, looks like. That's amazing. That's huge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's my, uh, yeah, from that knife right there, that Bowie knife in that picture, uh, from the from end to end is 14 inches. So, Ooh. and yeah, of course I use that as a scale, so, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. These things are huge. Oh, there's one of the ones yeah. that's actually in the grass, looks like, or in the soil. Pressed down, kind of. You can kind of see is it. Yeah, does it look like it's, uh, yeah, grass on one side and more soil on the other? What do you think, Karen? <laughs> it looks like that. It looks, looks like oh, grass and grass to me. <laughs> looks like I'm all grass. I'm not sure. I'm trying to, oh, okay, yeah, because I'm not sure which one that might be, because there I is one. The indent, you can yeah. kind of see the toe. You can definitely see 
it is a lot easier when you cast it though, or when you you know pull it out of its natural environment, of course, to see it. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if that's the one I'm thinking about. There is one track there's over there down by the lake where actually my father was with me, and actually my father, me and my father found it together. Um, now, at that time, when I found it, I did not have a casting material. Uh, when I was showing pictures of it, you know, people were like, did you cast it? I said, no, I didn't have that with me. Like, man, you got to go back and cast it. I said, all right. So I went to the store, got me some plastic, <laughs> drove all the way back out there because there's about 45 minutes one way to go out there, you know. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I went back out there and, you know, I walked down that, you know, you can only, you know, it's only accessible by a foot. Um, there is, you know, only people that drive down there is a forest service, uh, you know, people and uh, whoever stocks the lake, you know. And, uh, so, you know, I'm down there, I get all the way down there and get my material together. And of course, I got people watch me and then, you know, they're fishing. And I had this one old guy, what you doing? <laughs> I was like, uh, casting a track. Got a big track here. And he's like, oh, what kind is it? Well, it's not a bear, I can tell you that much. <laughs> and of course, I, I said, it's a Bigfoot track. <laughs> Guys, it. Oh, okay. And then went about his business. <laughs> so I guess he didn't want to get involved, get into that one. <laughs> I like this one that you have your tape pulled across and the Dr. Pepper bottle by. It's absolutely like when you put a few normal things around it, like a bottle in your foot, you know, and then pull the tape, it really gives you the perspective. Like these things are giants, some of them, aren't they? Like they're really yeah. giants. Like a, oh, this is like. I don't know, it just hit me different than the other pictures. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, Bigfoot in general, like, now that picture, what exactly is across? Oh, it's in that picture? It, is that one you know, you're pulling the tape across it. Both your feet are in it, and it has Dr. Pepper. What's above it? What is that? Like, a, what is that, Karen? Do you know? What is it on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, um, I, yeah, that's a cast I brought back to the camp. I was, yeah, I was actually at my campsite, and, and, that was uh, that track was found up on a very a high ridge. Uh, that one there, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah I think that was uh, I want to say it was about 16 inches. I think in that picture, if I'm not mistaken. That is, it's just crazy. Like ah, it's crazy, huge. Yeah. Oh, here's another. Yeah. Oh, this is what you mean by how you sprinkle the stuff when it's on the ground. I think, right, Karen? How you, so that you can um. It's yeah. Was that? Is that? Right, isn't that picture you're looking at there? Is it like four, uh, four feet all together, like two sets? Mm. Karen, Karen's the footprint expert. <laughs> just made it. <laughs> no, it's like blue, no, it's like looks, blue black, right? Yeah, it looks like one like, big one. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the. Okay, there's one I sprinkled something in it. Uh, it, it, it looks like I got the white powder in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to... Uh, what's the soil type uh, in the picture you're looking at? Uh, is, it, is it in soil or is it, it leaves? Doesn't look like, it doesn't look like clay. It looks more just like dirt and grass, Karen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I can't picture what... That's all right. Well, you don't need to miss Now, here's another one you have your knife by, and you say it's 16 inches, and it's... 
just pressed into the dirt, like kind of clay dirt. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, that was probably where I found that track at. That was probably the one up oh, on okay. the upper ridge. Yeah, that was like okay. five miles up beyond the camp. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a... Yeah, I've had some other interesting things go on and happen up there. Because uh, on that ridge, I've actually camped up on that ridge. Which this whole past hunting season, and even until now, they got the gates closed where they usually open them up during the hunting season or different parts of the summer because people go riding up the area, uh, they camp. And I, again, during the hunting season, they do hunt. There's areas that branch off of there. Uh, they go into other, uh, like old, old logging trails and stuff, people going to hunt. But, uh, I don't know, for some reason they have these gates up with signs that say unsafe travel. So I don't know why they got them closed right now. So, I mean, but uh, it's very interesting because, you know, my, a buddy of mine who, uh, the skeptic, the old, the old timer uh, who's a skeptic, he's camped up there. And uh, he said he shared something that happened to him one time while he was up there. And again, he's still a skeptic, though. But he's a Daniel, you know, th- and this is a guy who grew up in the woods, spent time in the mountains, and, you know, was well, well familiar with the sounds of all the animals that live in the woods. And, and he was, you know, he said he was up late, had trouble sleeping, and then, he said, yeah, there was bears. He said, I didn't see him, but you could hear him. You could tell him. There were some bears roaming around on the outskirts of camp, playing around and doing something. He said, then something else, uh, a little closer, came running by the camp. And he said, Daniel, it was heavy, and whatever ran through my camp, it was on two feet. I said, are you sure? He said, Daniel, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. You know, and I wasn't trying to insult his intelligence or, you know, you know he's, you know, you know, he's a very wise guy. He had a lot of information with him. And uh, so that's the big, even though you didn't see it and you heard it was heavy and on TV, because I've had my own kind of see here and stuff like that, but a lot closer, you know. But um, I said, you still don't believe all this? And, and you've had other experiences, or, you know, having something bang and hit your, in your camper and you run out and didn't see none. But, you know, again, he's had things happen to him. He's heard stories from events that took place many years ago that, you know, he's had people camping with him who actually had close, uh, you know, face-to-face encounters with wow. the Sasquatches. And, wow. you know, they, they never talked about it that, back then because they were too scared about what they saw. And then up to recent years, you know, the, that information gets poured out of that person. And, and uh, you know, and he, he doesn't discredit people. Uh, you know, he just, he needs to see for himself, you know, because, you know, what they say, seeing is believing, but with all the, everything, you know, that goes on, you know, everything he experiences and everything that gets reported to him, you know, he's still that skeptic. And now, you know, he's one of those, um, I guess you could say he's one of those, I don't know how to, I don't know what, what the right words are, but let's put it this way. He says, I believe there's something out there, but what is it is what he questions himself about, you know? But, you know, so, I mean, I guess, you know, he has that belief, but yet he's still skeptic, you know, <laughs> which I guess I can understand, we're, you know. We're programmed not to believe. Like, we're programmed from birth not to Absolutely. believe. Like, there are no monsters under the bed. There are, there's nothing in the closet. Things don't walk through walls. Big, hairy people, men, apes, whatever they are in the woods don't exist, you know. Like, uh, we're programmed not to believe. So, I think it takes a lot, you know, to overcome that programming. Daniel, have you ever had a face-to-face encounter or a, have you, do you have pictures of what you believe to be crypto creatures? And what is your belief about Dogman, too? 
All right, as far as my encounters go, uh, I've actually had a few. Um, and one in particular, I was not alone. There was actually six of us all together. And that was during one of our one of our annual ECBRO camping expeditions in the same area where I camp at all the time. Well, we were about a mile from our, the camp setup where we were at. We were coming from the lake. And, of course, make a long story short, we were spread out around the lake in pairs of two. Um, a couple of us had parabolic microphones. Now, we were giving our vocalization and listening. Uh, we had response calls. And by the time we regrouped and, re, you know, met up at the, you know, face of the lake, you know, it was after, it was already midnight. But we were taking our time, you know, we were walking at normal speed, talking in normal tone. We weren't trying to be quiet. And, you know, we're all in a line of walking back and talking at the same time. But, you know, we're also, you know, we have headlamps on. We're, we're keeping our eyes open. And, you know, on the one side of the forest road, you know, you see a couple deer, you know, here and there. Um, and... I was ahead of everybody, and when we got up to this one location, my headlight, my headlamp caught reflection of something, and I'm staring at it. And of course, you know, keep in mind in the national forest, some locations you have these little yellow signs tacked on a tree. And um, at first, I thought my eye, my reflection was catching something reflecting off of a tree. And then, until I got more focused, it wasn't one solid subject; it was a set of eyes. Now, I didn't know it was a set of eyes until it actually blinked at me. I was like, what the? And keep in mind, when I, this one saw, what I saw was kind of sitting low. And Tracy Arnold, one of my good friends and fellow researchers, he was he was right up behind me. I said, Tracy, we got eye shine. We got eye shine right up here. <laughs> first thing I pointed out, I said, is that a mountain lion? Because there is mountain lions up there. And it's the first time that went through my head because my heart was starting to beat a little bit. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> But whatever that was ran back a little ways, and we all got up there. Like, all right, guys, we got high shine. Something's over here. And now, keep in mind, at that particular time, we weren't aware that the ground from the edge of the road had dropped down. So uh, something wasn't as small as we thought it was. But then when we all got over there, we're all looking over there, and it's still even with our headlamp shining over there, it's still pretty dark. And well, whatever was over by the road, we caught that again. It was only well, probably 30, 40 feet away from us. You know, maybe well, a little further, maybe. Um, but whatever it was, you could see it was short, and it was kind of swaying side to side real fast. Like, what the heck is that? And, you know, not long after catching that observation, over to the right, you know, look, face, looking at it, facing it, just to the right of it, there was another set of eyes, about six and a half, almost seven feet off the ground. And we're like, whoa. And we're starting to think that we might be seeing something here, what we're after. But, you know, we're just all these crazy thoughts are running through our head. We're kind of starting to get excited. And, you know, we, you know, we were starting to make noises. You know, yeah, there was actually a video recording of this, you know, this whole event. And, uh-huh. you know, some people, and some people think that, you know, some people claim that, well, you can see eye shine in the video. I personally did not see the eye shine in the video. I mean, we were seeing them in per, you know in person as clear as day because they were bright, large, yellow, glowing eyes. And right. and after seeing the two subjects over to the right, there was some bushes. And first, I I, I want to believe I believe I was the first one to notice it. Until, you know, I pointed it out, and everyone else was starting to look at it. There was another subject behind the bushes, 
And it, it appeared that it, it may have been crouched down because you can see it slowly raising up. And when it's up, yeah. What, what, what else on your channel is? Is that on your YouTube channel? Uh, that one there, it, that video was, uh, yeah, it's, I wasn't the one that uploaded, but I did save it. It might be under my, uh, if you go to my YouTube channel, um, it may be under my playlist or go under my favorites. It's, um, yeah, What's I think it it's, it's by, by Cliff Stanley, uh, Cliff Stanley's I Shine video. So. Okay. Yeah, you can check that out. Like I said, in the video, I didn't see the eye shine in the video. You can see us all acting silly. We were trying to trigger a response from uh, from these subjects. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was very exciting. You know, you could hear some Tracy Arnold, his son was excited, you know. <laughs> so, and then, uh, but it was very cool. You those subjects. You cracked me up. You're so scientific. <laughs> you found those subjects. <laughs> That. Well, I guess you know, you I mean, know what they are, so you don't want to start screaming, Dogman's watch, you know, whatever, aliens, right? So you call them. <laughs> exactly. I mean, well, the thing is, you know, at this particular time, we had our suspicions of what we believe they were, but, you know, we were, you know, didn't have that clear visual, you know. But, you know, from the observations from that, especially from that one, when after it stood up, the eye shine was bigger and taller. It was much higher than the other one. It was about six and a half to seven foot. And in that one particular uh, subject right there, we got to observe something interesting from that one. Because hmm. you can see where it, that one there was blinking its eyes, and you, it turned its head, and that's where you can see actually an outline, a silhouette shape of the head. It was big and round. It wasn't plenty. It was round. And it apparently it took a step or two, and then it turned back, and it was like facing us. And what we believe, I believe that they were, you know, I don't know if they were shocked that we caught them at that particular moment. Right. And, they, you know, it's like they were observing us. But it, this was roughly around, it lasted at least five minutes, a good five minutes. Then wow. eventually they all turned off and disappeared further into the dark. And, you know, and we started making our way back towards camp, just all pumped up, all excited. We couldn't believe what we were observing. And, you know... By the time we got back to camp, we were trying to debunk it. We were trying to think, oh, could have been this guy. Come on, could have been this. You know, we were talking about, no, no, this, and then, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, after I brought something, also me and Tracy Arnold were kicking ourselves in the butt. We both had backpacks on, and then inside our backpacks, we had night vision. <laughs> not once did, yeah, not once did we think about pulling our night vision out. We were so caught up in that moment. I know, I've situations like that too where um, really high paranormal activity or high suspected crypto activity. And right. I've had my camera and I've had my like recorder and I've had like my Oculus and all sorts of, you know, high tech stuff. And what do I do? I just stand there, you know, I don't even think of yeah. getting all that fuck out. And so, you know, a lot of people say, why do you take a picture? Why do you just... But until you come in the presence of some of these things and you come upon it unexpectedly, it's really easy to like judge us and say, oh, it couldn't have happened or you would have taken the picture or you would have taken the recording. That's not necessarily true because some of this is very quick, very unexpected, very awe-inspiring, very scary. There's all these emotions and you don't know. It's kind of like you think you know what it would be like to be kidnapped, but I'm sure you don't know, you know? So it's kind of like that. Oh, yeah. Like, Absolutely. So, yeah, we were, it definitely had us, 
excited, but kind of peed off at the same time, <laughs> you know, but that we didn't, you know, we could have had some actual clear, you know, visuals of these, you know, subjects. But, you know, it all came down to this. The next day we went back to that very location, and I actually had that one particular spot marked, but where that happened. Well, we actually went, walked down that same road, and, you know, like I said, it was a good, I mean, that drop down was, uh, you know, from the road, it sloped down, uh, when you got level on the ground, it probably dropped down a good, I don't know, I'm going to say maybe, I'm guessing, uh, seven, at least a good six, seven feet down. And But when we got down there, we got into the location where, you know, where we estimated and believed they were. We did a height comparison. We kept a couple people on the road. And, uh, you know, we were going off the tallest subjects that were there. And where those bushes were at, where, where they were standing, there was a couple trees there. Yeah, small trees. So we got in position, and then I was six foot tall, and he raised my hand up. I mean, the high shine, they were saying it was just barely, just barely wow. on the tips of my fin- fingers. So there, wow. I'm six foot, there goes another tree. Eight, so we estimated they had been at least eight feet, the tallest one, eight feet. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. You know, we, we came out of there. We didn't have no evidence to share, but we came out of there with a story to tell. So, yeah. <laughs> well, so. you know what's funny? People are always like, you know, you can't prove that you've seen a ghost, or you can't prove that you've talked to a demon, or you can't prove. And in some cases, maybe we can, maybe we can't. But, and I think you'll agree with me, Jamie, it doesn't matter. You know what you saw. You know what you heard. You know what you felt. And the people with you, the same thing. And it actually, your world becomes very small, and, you, and the haters don't matter, the trolls don't matter, the skeptics don't matter, because I don't think you're doing it. What? Tell us why you're doing what you're doing, why you're devoting these hours, why you have this group. What is your purpose and your passion behind this? Well, you know, it all started off with a curiosity, uh, you know, and, but, you know, over the years it became... But there was a passion, and that passion grew, and over the years it grew stronger. So having a passion to do this, you know, is a big part of it. Um, and then, you know, it had me looking into, you know, it actually had, I found myself educate myself into other subjects to learn and, and so I could compare and do other research. Um, you know, so it's kind of a thing where I want to learn for myself you know, and I want to bring other people aware of things, you know, so it's kind of a, a passion to, you know, learn the truth uh, and bring awareness, you know, and, you know, it's amazing how much, you know, that people are so unaware and unfamiliar with wildlife alone, and, you know, and the one thing I tell people, you know, I said, well, you have, you know, there's people I come across. I said, you say you know these animals, or, or there's, you know, or I don't have bears in my, you know, in my neck of the woods. People, you don't know that, because, you know, bears are very elusive, too, you know, even though people see them, uh, you know. But, um, yeah, so it's, like I tell people, I said, you need to know and understand the animals that do exist before you go searching for the unknown, you know. So, I, mean, I like that. I've too. never heard that either. I think that's a great... Yeah. That's a great point. You have no basis of weeding things out or comparison or what does an eyeshine from a fox look like versus the eyeshine from a Sasquatch. Like, you you could be deluding yourself, you know, and really you're really great at catching raccoons and foxes. You know what I'm saying. Like, you don't right. know what you're know what you're doing and the lovely miss karen foley we're going to give you an opportunity to ask a question then i'm going to finish with a final question then we're going to let you share whatever you want to about whatever you want of how people can find you and 
and uh, you know what you'd like to promote. So, Karen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do have a burning question, Daniel. Have you ever <laughs> have you ever smelled the Sasquatch? I hear a lot of people talk that they can smell a specific odor. So, have you ever smelled that? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of people share that information. You know, and, and a lot of times, a smell is not always associated with close encounters and close sightings, but. Um, with my encounters, I've never smelled anything. However, I mean, I've been in the woods enough to where, you know, I'm familiar with a lot of known smells, whether it be from a tree, a rotten log, or the smell of certain flowers. Um, you know, I have come across areas where, you know, you know, you'd be walking through, you know, even off, even on a trail, and all of a sudden certain smells hit you, you know. Um, sometimes I've come across the smells of strong, musky urine-type smells. You know, and a lot of people are like, well, that could, you know, that could be uh, Sasquatch. No, we don't know that. Because, you know, I tell you, a cat, you know, a cat's urine will really smell. Um, <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, a, yeah, a deer. A deer's urine, you know, hunters, we, you know, we use deer urine to help attract, you know, the buck, you know, uh, like during heat. So, you know, a, a deer's urine is very strong and has, has a musky smell. So... Um, so I can't associate that with a Sasquatch because there's other animals. Bears will leave scents around, you know. You know, they have glands and stuff, you know, where they, they'll mark territories and, you know, deer will mark and rub, you know, leave their scent glands on different markings and stuff for trees marking their territory, you know. But, um, as far as anything musky or anything, you know, foul smelling, um, I can't recall ever smelling anything. Um, but again, as far as my own encounter, no, I never smelt anything associated with them. Okay, um, well, I'm not saying I, maybe, yeah, maybe one day I will, you know, I'm not saying it won't, uh, I won't come across that, but, so, but, um, yeah, and I don't discredit to anybody who claims to have had any kind of foul smell out in the woods, you know, because, you know, then again, it could be a dead animal. If you come across a foul smell, it might be a dead animal nearby that you're not seeing either. You know, people don't know, you know, they're not aware of that either. But, <laughs> so... All right, I have one more quick question for you, and then I'll let take it. Yeah, absolutely. You talked about, you know, hearing things and that you played um, some recordings. So can you give us an example of what you've heard? Can you, like, imitate a Sasquatch sound? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, well, I tell you, some of the close vocalizations I have heard, which, you know, again, you're going to hear me compare again, because... and this is very common and most anyone who's been out in the field who observed different vocalizations, um, the most famous one would be a whoop, a whoop. Um, you know, and, you know, some of them are long extended, some of them are short and, you know, some of them are like a whoop, whoop, you know, just like that, you know? And so, you know, I've actually had those very up close. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll camp in my same area, you know, because I don't always camp at the direct, you know, the same actual spot. The other camp spots are all, all within a quarter mile, you know, radius, you know, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've had I'm 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night sitting around a campfire, and then you can hear, you know, it's got to be 20, 30 feet, you know, away. I mean, I've had whoop sound off right there at camp, you know, and... Wow. Those same, same camps, I've had tree knocks right at camp, too, you know, and 
Now, that's not like tree knocks. Tree knocks are a very common um, behavior with Sasquatch. Um, you know, I've had responses from my tree knocks during the daytime um, and, you know, of course, at nighttime. But uh, a lot of times the tree knocks will be initiated on their own. Um, so that's something that catches us off guard. We love hearing that, especially when it's close, because it tells us that it lets us know, well, they're in the area, they're close, you know. So, um, but yeah, as far as other vocalizations, um, I've heard some, you know, long, extended, uh, deep howls. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, in, in you know, in my research area, a lot of known common sounds. You know, you get to hear a lot of coyotes and owls. But yeah. Um, I'm gonna, let me share something with Alf. And I've shared this with, uh, you know, other people before, and especially those who come out camping with me. And they've actually starting to pick, they're starting to pick up on it and see what I'm talking about now. Well, you know, it's funny, and I thought this was a coincidence, but, you know, it's something I kind of ignored for a while until I started paying attention to it. Because, you know, we get a lot of barred owls in the area, and they get to communicate. And you know, you're, you're, you'll hear a barred owl sound off right near my camp. And then you'll hear another one communicate back from it. Well, usually when those barred owls start communicating, usually following the sound of a barred owl, that's when the other activity starts happening. You start getting tree knocks. You get other the other weird vocalizations nearby. And movement, you get the, you hear the sounds of something walking through the bush, you know. And you know, so I don't know. You know, a lot of a lot of people always. Associated crows. Well, if there's crows in the area, there's a squatching area. Well, the crows just tell on anything that's in the area. Um, so it doesn't always necessarily mean a, a sasquatch. But with sasquatch, um, you know, behaviors and and their vocals, you know, I've always had owls that started off first. And it's like I don't know. I heard the owls actually trying to tell us something. I don't know. But from my observations, an owl. I love, I get excited when I hear an owl, because that's when, it, 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 almost every time, it never fails. So I believe there's some kind of uh, association that owl is letting us know something, you know, like, hey, prepare, start listening, pay attention, there's something else around, you know? Um, so I don't know, I know that's, yeah, it sounds kind of crazy, but from my observations, yeah, yeah, from my observations, it's, it's, um, yeah, again, it's, it hasn't failed me yet. So, you know, I believe there's some truth to that, you know? So, <laughs> but, yeah, I here's love your house. Here's my final question, because anyone that yeah. knows me, um, I could talk paranormal crypto for, like, the next 12 hours with you, seriously. And they're like, oh, I didn't know this was, like, an overnight seminar. Uh, but, so, we'll have you back again, and maybe we'll even, maybe Secret to Everything could even sponsor our own crypto uh, thing, and we can talk, and we can take some of our people out and get you some money and you can take us on a tour. So maybe we could talk about that or you can, we can go camping with you sometime. But, um, well, I'll tell you, oh yeah, go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was, was going to introduce, uh, we got an event we're planning for next year and, uh, this is going to be our first annual, uh, ECBRO, ECBRO of Virginia Bigfoot conference. Uh, it's taking place June 30th and July 1st of next year. Um, and then actually following the two-day event, we're actually going to have our week-long camping expedition. Um, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I was gonna, and the, the, all the website and link information, ticket information to the event, everything's online. Uh, I share it on my timeline on Facebook. Uh, we have a – if you go to my website, ecbro.wordpress.com, if you, uh, I, I got both blogs and pages on the website. 
Um, I have to update the page on the website, but if you go to our Facebook page, um, so far our lineup of speakers are there. Um, well, I'm announcing one speaker per month, so not all are. I already have several confirmed speakers, but not all of them are listed quite yet. Um, so Daniel, I have Facebook, an important right? question before my last question. Oh, is Dr. oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. Is Dr. Kimberly McGeorge going to be speaking? Well, she can if she wants to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's a good uh, question. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm giving you a hard time. I'm teasing you. We'll talk. No, no, no. That'd be great to have you. That's part of why I brought that up. Aura, I want to share my aura research. I have cool aura slides about the energy of these things. I want to share that. I want to share my aura research. That's totally different. We, I could be the woo. I can bring the ultimate woo. No one would be more woo than me. Well, I'll tell you what. If, um, if, if you want to do this, would you agree to come out and join us out in the field as well? We'll uh, follow oh, that event. Absolutely. And Karen's coming with me, right, Karen? <laughs> Where are you guys located out of Ohio? Or, no, you're North Carolina. I'm in Ohio. I'm outside of Winston-Salem. I'm really close to Pilot and Hanging Rock. We've got stuff crawling around here. You should actually come out here and go around with me. We've got so much crap out here, you wouldn't even believe it. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I know uh, you don't know uh, Lee Woods, do you, by any chance? Sounds familiar. Yeah, on Facebook, he used to go by Bobby Lee, uh, Bobby Woods, but uh, it's actually Lee Woods. He uh, he gets out in the field quite a bit, does a lot of camping, and uh, wasn't that long ago he found a very nice uh, track. It was about 14 inches there, but it was nice looking, very clear details. And Where the is shape of it was, uh, I want to say, and I don't want to, I hope I ain't saying this wrong. Uh, don't quote me on this, but I believe it was the. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna say I don't know if I'm gonna say it right, but oh, the Owari National oh, Forest. Oh yeah, Owari National Forest, which is okay, yeah. a little bit west of me, kind of between. Uh, I forget, is it before Asheville, after Asheville? Karen probably doesn't know, or maybe she does. Yeah, there's tons of stuff. Well, there's just tons of stuff everywhere. I swear, North yeah. Carolina is crawling with this stuff. It's, it's a great place to. Absolutely. Well, just like Absolutely. Too. You know, basically the whole state is a habitation, right? But we can talk yes. about that another time. So, okay, here's Absolutely. my final question, and I want you to share every everywhere we can find you. And thank you so much. You've been a wonderful guest. Okay, Sapspot, here's the definitive question everyone asks me. Good or bad? Evil or good? What's your opinion? Uh, well, I'm going to say he's good. I ain't going to refer to him as the evil source. Um, you, know, you, cause, you know, in my opinion, I believe he's flesh and blood. You know, I know other people have their own beliefs, and and I usually don't say nothing to them. But when people throw it out there and push it out there, I you know, and especially when they ask me, I have to be honest about it. When they ask me about well, they believe it's this, I don't, I don't, you know, <laughs> but I believe it's flesh and blood, and I believe like any other wild animal, they are a wild animal. Um, however, I believe they are a very curious subject, you know, and uh, you know, um, especially for observations on my part. Again, they're very curious, you know, and I believe they watch us sometimes when we don't know they're watching us, you know, so, because, yeah, we're the ones that made it their territory. <laughs> Absolutely. So. so, in other words, what you're telling me, Daniel, is when I go out in the field with you, I'm going to have to show you and you're going to have to get on video a Sasquatch cloaking for you to believe it. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> if you can prove to me a Sasquatch cloaks, then I'll believe it, yes. Okay, that's one of my new goals for 2017, 2018. 
So, All right. uh, okay, tell us everywhere we can find you, please. Okay, well, of course, you all know I'm on Facebook. Um, my name Daniel Benoit, B-E-N-O-I-T. Um, also, my YouTube channel is ECBRO98. You can find me on Twitter as e uh, is named a title as ECBRO, then my name. Um, let's see what else we got here. I, of course, I'm on Google Plus, whatever. Uh, I do my on occasion. I do a YouTube podcast show. Um, also, I have. My own radio show, which I haven't been doing in a while, it's coming back soon, which is uh, through blogtalkradio.com. Uh, it's called Squatch Zone Radio. Um, you can go on there and check out our archive episodes on there. We've had uh, several guests, and a lot of times we get on there just through open discussions on various topics. So, um, what else we got? Um, well, we have our main ECBRO Facebook group on Facebook. We have our live page, so feel free to give us a like on Facebook. Um, and then also our Facebook page for the ECBR First Annual Virginia Bigfoot Conference. Uh, definitely give our page a like and share that if you guys like. Um, and all the information with our speakers, um, our vendor information, and then we have our ticket website on there. Um, all the details are in that. Uh, I got enough in there for now. I will be updating that with other details um, soon. Because um, right now we are actually working on uh, seeking sponsors. Uh, we have several guests confirmed uh, guest speakers right now. Because um, right now we have Mr. Tracy Arnold, uh, Baltimore Galvan Jr., which is a, he's a Native American from out of Texas. Uh, Ken, yeah, American cryptozoologist and author Ken Gearhard. Um, and M.K. Davis from Yahoo, Mississippi. Uh, those are our announced and confirmed speakers thus far. So then, uh, of course, July, June, uh, September, we'll have a new speaker that we'll be announcing. So, and like I said, I'm announcing one speaker per month. So one, That sounds like uh, a lot of fun. So thank you for telling us about that, and um, we'll put that up on the website and blog talk and iTunes and all the places, YouTube, all the places that this Vimeo that this will be posted. So, well, thank you so much for sharing your evening with us. I know you're a busy, busy man and we will be in touch soon. Um, I really appreciate you. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Absolutely. And thank you guys for having me on. This was a, a honor and it's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed, you know, you guys are back, you know, couple of other radio shows I've been on in the past, you know, you guys are great. So you top you top the list right now. So, <laughs> so you guys are awesome. Okay my friend, I'll be in touch. Thank you. Have a good evening. You too. Thank you guys again. All All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, so you've been listening. What'd you think about that, Miss Karen? Oh, I thought that he um was very interesting. Um I'd like to see his look on his face when he sees a Sasquatch cloak, um, because I believe in that. <laughs> so I, I'd love to see him be a, a, a believer in that. that would, wouldn't that be fun to go out in the field, Karen? Yeah, I, I'd love to do that. I, I was a Girl Scout, so I'm a camper. Um, I'm a glamper. Does that count? A do they have luxury cabins in Sasquatch observation areas? I feel like they do because I live in a habitation site, so this is a little bit like a luxury cabin. You live in a habitation site. Your house is probably like a luxury cabin. But, yeah, we love talking all things crypto and Sasquatch. So 
even though we have different views, um, maybe sometime, Karen, you and I will get our pictures together and do a thing like about your and my pictures and kind of what we think and what we observe at our homes in some of the places we've been. That'd be kind of fun. We'll talk more about that. But as always, this is sponsored by SecretToEverything.com. Right in the middle currently of, what are we in the middle of? Wrapping up the transformation, going into practitioner. If you want to get involved, check out the website. You know, it's easier just to Google me than uh, do it by social media. We don't have Karen up yet, so you can try to stalk Karen, and I won't tell you her last name because she might get mad. So you can just take a little picture of her and put it in Google Images, and maybe you'll find her. So, uh, yeah, you can try to find Karen. She's around. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for co-hosting. Karen, do you have anything you'd like to share? Are you doing anything uh, you want people to know about? I don't think so. I think that we covered a lot of information um, with Daniel tonight, and I'm looking forward to hear, you know, more Sasquatch stories. So, yeah, I like that we covered, you know what, I really actually, I didn't think I would, but I like the fact that he comes from the practical, like he, like thinking about other animals, like more than other people do, like he kind of comes from more a naturalist, like a woodsman view oh. than like woo-woo or a you know what I mean, a diehard paranormal person. And I kind of like some of the things he shared with us to be aware of because all of us, and when I say all of us, I mean every single person in the, who works in the paranormal or cryptozoology have mistaken things for a ghost or for a spirit or for a satsmatch or for a dogman that is a tree. And I don't mean a cloaked tree. I mean not so we've all made those you know it's nice to eliminate so that we're that much more believable don't you think Karen it's important to eliminate like he said the known so that the mysterious and unknown then we can break that down so I, I really thought he made some great points I'm really excited that he's you know I mean Virginia's close to me Virginia's kind of close to you Karen mm -hmm. you know and so I like that he's pulling together that conference I thought about doing it but sometimes it's just better to join forces with people already doing it. So we'll talk more about that. We'll get some more of your favorite uh, crypto people on. We'll get Miss Karen to share her stories and uh, her pictures. And maybe I will too. So thank you, uh, those that listen live. Stacey, Audrey, Leon, um, Wayne, the people that were on live. Maybe people that I didn't know that called in that I didn't see. And thank you all who will be watching this. Tate, we love you. Uh, we'll have some more wonderful, wonderful people. We're going to have uh, Joanne Richards, her husband, I believe, don't kill me, Joanne, I believe he is in the Secret Space program, and she's going to be talking to us about some things near and dear to her heart. We may get her to briefly talk about that. I think we're going to be talking about alternative health, though, Karen, which is just fine with me. We're good with that. Uh, who else do we have coming up? We've got um, Robin Corby. I think we're going to talk about some kind of motivation type of thing, so we've got some great guests coming up. And uh, you guys know you can find the um, backlog on iTunes, YouTube. Again, just Google it, Secret to Everything. Or we'll, put, we'll start putting Karen Foley's name in the notes. You can just Google Karen Foley, and all my shows will pop up. But um, have an amazing week. Have an amazing weekend. Hold the faith. Breathe. This too will pass. Love you guys. Thank you, Karen. Thank you.
you for listening to The Secret to Everything. This is Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Don't forget to check out www.secrettoeverything.com and Google me for all my social media. Hook up with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, three or four different Facebook accounts, and two YouTube channels. Lots of things to listen and do on the website. Have a great week.